Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. Hey y'all, long time no see. Welcome back to another episode of my Life in a Poem podcast. Um, This episode I wanted to bring to y'all whew, so much. I got to give y'all an update on my career journey. Um, Let's just call this episode, I worked in HR and I'm here to tell my story. Okay, so... <laughs> I went through the most racist, demeaning, belittling experience I've ever been through in my life working in HR. Now, I'm not saying it's HR's fault. I'm not saying it's human resources, but it, I am going to blame the Southern white environment that I was in. Y'all, I couldn't even wear my braids, my twists. I'm telling you, I was getting microaggressions down to the way I even dressed, okay? And I consider myself a very professional person. I come from the healthcare fields. So as y'all know, um, I just graduated with my master's in social work, and I have had internships at in healthcare facilities. So you've had to be very professional in those environments. Those facilities those people have letters behind their names. They're going to uphold that license. They're going to uphold that professionalism because if they do not, their license can be ripped from their name, okay? So I hold myself in a very high standard of professionalism. This environment that I was in, they thought they was professional. And my therapist, she was the one who had to put that into perspective for me. So I told y'all that I had started a job as a talent coordinator at a manufacturing company. And if you go back and listen to my episode called Imposter Syndrome, I talk about just the feelings of um, inadequacy and not feeling like I deserve to be in a position of power to give and take away jobs as a talent coordinator because my job was literally to hire people and to determine if they were fit for this position. So I actually loved the job itself. I loved um, talking to different people from all walks of life, people who were business owners, just graduated from high school, um, maybe had been in the manufacturing business for years and years. You know, I enjoyed talking to them and getting to know them and helping them decide if the manufacturing company was the right fit for them. But I then was hit with uh, microaggressions in the form of whenever I wore my um, faux lock twist, what what are they? Uh, Y'all know the twist I'm talking about. Passion twist. Whenever I wore my passion twist to work, like my supervisor literally looked up in my hair like, like she stared at my hair. I'm like, okay. Then she made the comment, uh, I wore a wig one time, right? I'm I'm a black, I'm a black woman. Like I'm gonna switch up my hair. And that that I shouldn't have to explain that. 
I wore a wig one time. So we were discussing um, a man who had locks, very long hair. And when we were trying to figure out who he was, we were describing him. And one of my coworkers said, oh, yeah, the guy with the long hair. And my supervisor was like, I don't know. I mean, that could change daily. People change up their hair daily. You could come in with a wig on and I wouldn't know who you are. This is a black man with locks. What black man do you know with locks is putting on wigs? I just, it's not happening. It's not happening that much. And if it was, we would know who that person was because he would probably be switching up his hair a lot. We're not talking about that person. We're talking about a person who consistently comes to work, comes to work with locks in their hair. So the fact that you decided to throw this unsolicited information out there in my opinion was a microaggression because what you're really trying to say is oh black people switch up their hair so much i don't know who they are you know who the fuck i am you know who the fuck i am y'all switch up y'all hair all the time too but i'm, I'm not gonna get on that i'm not gonna get on that you know who i am you knew who he was she knew who he was talking about she took the opportunity to whatever however that served her it was petty um, another thing that was said to me, so she told me like my job description switched up every single day. One day I am uh, looking up time, trying to see who clocked in, micromanaging if they came in one, one minute late. <laughs> the next minute I'm looking through resumes. The next minute I'm calling people trying to see why they quit. The next minute I'm having meetings with the production team trying to actually figure out what positions need to be staffed. Like there was no order. There was no order. There was no actual rhyme or rhythm of how to do my job. It was like, oh, we'll figure it out. We need you to hire 35 people, but we don't know what positions we need them for. So I'm literally having to sit here and do math and go through a system. They actually, they haven't actually fired people in the system. <laughs> so you may have people that didn't come to work, but they're not actually fired in the system. So I actually have to go out to the production floor and figure out who actually works here and who doesn't because y'all haven't updated this in the system. So it was too much, okay? My job position was changing daily. I was getting little microaggressions about my hair. Um, Then I need to have surgery on my back. I think I mentioned that to y'all before. Um. I have what's called a snapping scapula and it's um, more prevalent in younger people who are pretty active. And for me, it's just, I'm, I'm under a lot of stress. Um, I've had a lot of physical jobs and it's just causing me to have a lot of tension and inflammation in my back. So I mentioned that, Hey, I may have to get surgery. And she said, mm -hmm, not until I'm staffed. This is what my supervisor said to me. So I'm like, so you just made it clear to me that you don't care about my physical health and that you're not going to let me take my PTO. I was offered two weeks of PTO up front that I do not have to accrue. You're not going to allow me to take my PTO until you have adequate staffing. You've had a staffing problem for two years. I'm sorry. I cannot fix that. Not one person. So... I do not blame human resources, okay? I'm not saying don't go into human resources. I'm saying that that company 
vet that company, okay? Things that I've learned to do um, when applying for jobs is definitely negotiate because I'm going to tell y'all something else. They hire me at $20 an hour. That job description said $20 to $20 an hour, $20 to $22 an hour. So I'm like, oh, I don't have, I don't have any experience in HR. I'll take the bare minimum. Well, tell me why they hire some, but I have, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and now I have a master's degree in social work. Okay. They hire somebody else with no degree and a criminal history at $20 an hour and her position was listed for $18, 16 $18 an hour. They gave her $2 above the asking price, right? Above the rate that was listed and gave me $2 below the highest price that was listed. Guess what race she was? So definitely negotiate that salary. Do not be afraid to because I'm telling you they hiring somebody else with less qualifications, probably a criminal background, and that's their complexion is a little bit lighter than yours and they paying them a lot more and you're worth more than that. So anyway, um, vet the company. Also red flags are, oh, you know, if they can't tell you why this position is open, like that's something I learned when interviewing. Um, I had people ask me, how did this position become available? If they can't tell you how, that's a red flag. And if they tell you something like, oh, the last person quit because there was a personality conflict. No, you, <laughs> that employer has a personality problem, okay? That's a red flag number two. If you, people don't quit bad jobs, they quit bad bosses, period. Y'all, let me tell you how good God is. I was applying for jobs. I was getting physically stressed, physically sick. I mentioned in my last episode that I got the flu. Like that job had me physically sick. I applied for another job and got a $14 pay increase, okay? $34 an hour with the same experience and the same two degrees that I had when I applied for the human resources job. Now I'm back in the healthcare field, yes. But what I'm saying is like, even if you've been at your job for a long time, still see what's out there. I heard that you should be reapplying for jobs. You should get another job every two years to keep up with infl um, inflation. Okay? Because the same person that applied for the job that I got $34 an hour at probably got hired four five years ago at $25 an hour. You know, but because of inflation, because the price of living is going up, they're increasing these prices. We got to keep up. We got to keep up. Okay. Like, no, it, we are in a time and age where they need us. These employers need us. We don't need them. It's too many jobs open, too many, too many opportunities for the taking. And this, this situation showed me like, if it ain't working, go bounce. Like I felt no loyalty to that job. When she told me, we don't care. It, um, I don't care if you need surgery. Surgery? I need to have adequate staffing. Okay, I don't care if you have adequate staffing. I need higher pay. I need somebody that cares about my well-being. The job I'm at now, I get to pick my own schedule. I'm considered um, as needed, PRN, but I get as many hours as I want. Um, and I can have surgery when I want. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I would say the downfalls of being as needed or quote unquote PRN is that you do not qualify for benefits because you're not full time. But most PRN positions pay you at higher at a higher rate than a full time position to try to compensate for the benefits so that you'll be able to afford your own benefits. You also don't get PCO because, of course, you can pick your own schedule. So if you don't want to work for two weeks, you don't have to. But also, it's not guaranteed pay like salary. So it comes with its pros and its cons. But at this stage in my life with no kids, no spouse, um, and definitely, you know, probably going to have to have surgery. I think that a schedule of flexibility and high pay is what I need in my life. And that job I was at was not giving, was not giving that, okay? So things I want to leave y'all with for this episode of me working in HR and telling my story is never sell yourself short, always vet a job, and leave, leave. If they ain't paying you, if they not giving you the benefits that you deserve, if they always switching up your job and micromanaging you, leave, okay? <laughs> but that is it for this episode um comment below and let me know if you've ever left a job and why i want to hear the craziest reasons these jobs had y'all fucked up but i will talk to y'all on another episode of my life in a poem podcast bye